Yo, what's up? Howie Spangler here. This is episode number 134 of Tales from the Green Room Podcast. I have the uh, the boys Carver and Ronnie here from Audic Empire. What's up, dudes? Chilling, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. You guys have a, a song coming out tomorrow. I, I want to know why you chose Saturday. What's up with that? Oh, man. Okay. Was that just my fuck up and not look at the calendar? Uh, no, no. You know what? Okay, so I did a feature with someone and they put it out on Friday, today. So... Ah. I was like, oh, I have to, I have to put it out t- the next day. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to put it on the same day. I was like, what's really the difference? I mean, whatever. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, hey. truthfully, we should have put it out on Monday and then sold singles all weekend and then put that into the at venue thing. You know, and then had all those sales go into our Monday release trifecta. Okay, okay. Well, it'll be an interesting <clears throat> experiment. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I I think it's going to go pretty good already from all the promo, you know, I, I feel like it's like doing pretty well. So I feel like that day is like almost doesn't matter almost, you know, and I, I was reading a lot I'm, like about it and it's just like whatever day really. I mean, if you're like, you know, have a huge budget on it and there's, you know, I don't know if it's like a big industry and stuff and you're trying to collect all those all those sales to put it in a one day, then yeah, Monday or Tuesday is probably better. But interesting. Or, or they said Thursday was actually a day because I, I can't remember. They, they, they all everyone has their own opinion too. That's the thing. There's less at stake, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, everybody's but got an opinion. The next month we'll try. We'll give us a, uh, some advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what is the best day? <clears throat> I don't know. I would, I would think Friday. You know, with with every everything else. Um, I, I think you're giving yourself only you know six days or whatever you're giving yourself one less day of first week streams you know um mm. so that could be something but i don't know see, we'll see, yeah. see that, that's the that's why it's like an opinion because you have to have all those variables you know you, somebody didn't mm-hmm. think of that you know or something you know? i think also too is that like you know if there's another artist like featuring you or something like you know i i'd be fine with like somebody putting out a song if i'm singing on it and then we put out something the same day i wouldn't care about that um yeah <clears throat> you know it is good to to coordinate you know if they're using you as like primary artist yeah along with them yeah. then you don't want to release the same week and honestly you want to release like two or three weeks apart yeah um just so there's no issues with like spotify Talk. submissions and things totally um but yeah, I would definitely like if we were gonna release a track, I'd I'd, I'd be like, yeah, sorry, we're releasing ours too. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a it was a it was a last minute decision, kind of thinking, you know, like I don't know, you know, I don't want it to conflict. So I was just like, whatever. Yeah. Do it one day. Hey, whatever, man. It's uh, the it'll, it'll be so, it'll be cool because uh, you'll have have the song out there finally. And um, I say finally, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, technically, I mean, we did it last month, <laughs> right? We, yeah. we like did this last month in comparison to how we used to have songs that were just like two years old and we're finally recording them and we're already burnt out. <laughs> you know, it's like, totally. I hate recording like that. It's, it's nice to be almost caught up where we are pretty much caught up. I'm, I'm writing demos and then we can just start tracking. You know, it's like, it's crazy to be caught up with music. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, what we can do these days and like with girls, um, we recorded that in 2015 and it didn't come out until March of 2017. So it was nearly two years. It was like, it was like a year and a half of uh finished and then like didn't come out till, you know, 
March, 2017. So yeah, it's nice when you can uh, get that sort of, I think we're, we're an instant gratification culture, you know? So, um, and it's hard to, to wait and like tell yourself like, let's not rush it. You know, let's, let's take the right time. Let's, let's market it properly and all that. That's true. That's true. I mean, and after you release a couple things, then you kind of realize like, well, that's already out. It's just out now. You know, like you can read, you can go back and do a music video to it and, you know, get some more hype, but that's out, you know, like stretching out the promo is like the most fun you're going to have with that song. You know, (laughs) that's the most attention you're going to get. Yeah, and I guess with this one, we weren't like super attached to what day it was released because we're going to do one a month um, for the whole year. And so we got plenty to release and we'll kind of, I guess, get to experiment with different things or um, see how uh, yeah. different methods play out. Nice. Are you going to you gonna um, stack them up along the way? Yeah, like uh, like your suggestion we talked about last time, um, the stacking the playlist. Uh, we need to get to finalizing the the album name, I guess, before next month, if that's the case, right? Well, you know, it's good to have a plan. Obviously, <clears throat> I think it's important to have a plan, but <clears throat> you know, I, you know, I think you, you still got time for that because because really, honestly, you shouldn't you shouldn't you should only stack so many because then it, it actually if you at, at there's a threshold where it flips to become an album or an EP. Yeah. Um, so you could do something where like you put out four or five singles and on that last single, make it an EP, you know, of, of those five songs and then start fresh with your next half of the record or whatever. And then yeah. one and then two and three and four and up to the, and then on the, like the last one, save like your last two singles for a full record or something and, and have all the songs, you know, connected yeah. um, on, in one place. So I think you got time to come up with a, record but will, will spotify cool. do that uh what's that will spotify do that for you like no you have to if, do it you have to do it that way but it's, okay. it's about the submission process you know so like yeah yeah um so like every time like next month for the next single you would take this one and upload it with uh the other one as a separate release and then on the third one third month you take the previous two and you, you upload those with as a separate release as well new artwork and everything. Um, it would be cool to have the artwork somewhere, somehow related, related to each other. You know, I would work on that probably, but, um, yeah, I mean, we were thinking trying to have each music video kind of have like a shot from the music video. So it's like a video artwork song together, you know, like you can really tell that, that, that art, I mean, that, that's just how it happened for this one. So we're like, Oh, like, kind of like that idea you know and james like yeah, we keep going with that idea you know we'll do the next uh music video and then i guess take a picture from the scene uh, for, from the set of the music video and then use that as the album cover were we going to do a video for just about every song yeah because i mean we got a good deal with these uh tiki cam production guys and they're saying you have 17 songs and hit us up 500 dollars a fucking song and go through the whole 17 songs and if that's consistent work you know that's it's a good deal. So. I mean, if you if you have the means to to make a, a video for every song, go for it. Do it, man. Yeah, that, I mean, it's like one show, you know. Did or you it's see, like half a show or something? Did you see what uh, MGK just did? Um, <laughs> I didn't see no. So like, I've been keeping up with him because he's been doing the pop punk thing this last year or so, and uh, nice. Just kind of watching what he's doing, and like Travis Barker produ- produced all the tracks, and it's all like it's like super pop punk. And uh, all the videos, they have a cool look to them, but he just released an entire like 48 or 
49 minute uh, cut. It's like a movie of it's every music video back to back, but with a story like a high school story in, weaved in between it. So like it kind of opens up. I, I don't know if it opens up with a track first or it opens up with some of the story, like a scene. <clears throat> but anyway, it'll go from the song, like the music video. I think he makes a brand new video for, for each one too. Cause he already has videos for a lot of the songs, but then he's like making brand new videos for the same song. But now it's the whole hmm. record, every track. And there's like the story that's happening throughout. And so like the song's over, it cuts back to like some, a couple different scenes and then it, then it leads into track and it looks amazing it's like so cool man like what a cool way to <laughs> to to push the record that is cool and that's awesome to get back into like concept album through what people like now <laughs> it's like youtube and shit yeah that's what i was gonna say it's uh it's a new, taking the concept album to another level with the with the videos the concept and, <laughs> yeah, the concept of it yeah that is pretty fucking sweet yeah giving giving that visual you know now you've got a full movie uh, I just thought that was brilliant. Um, yeah, it's some big picture thinking. Yeah, so props to his his team for working that out. Um, I mean, Pink and, Floyd did some stuff, you know, like some, uh, they weren't really, I mean, like the wall, you know, that, that held them. Yeah, it's certainly not a brand new idea, but. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, you know? it's cool to see somebody bring it back. And actually, I mean, that's what people are uh, interested in is watching things, you know, like you can barely even get a song out there if you don't put a video I don't, or a lyric video or something on YouTube you know yeah it's important I think these days it's all about um, it's it's everything it's not just the music anymore you gotta have that visual component um, you know just content built around the song or the album um, you know and totally. the band like going live and you know doing as much as they can to connect with the, with the audience you know yeah yeah totally um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool, different world. Actually, uh, I have my uncle. He has a, he's like older now, and he was an old rocker. And so he stopped playing for, I mean, he stopped playing with his band, and he just plays, you know, bar gigs and stuff. And we ended up finding some old tapes of his and pulled them out, and uh, they sound fucking badass, dude. Like, awesome, like, super good. And so I want to get it produced and then start spot, you know, Spotify and all of his accounts for him. He has no clue, you know, about any of that stuff. So I want to start all that and have a little, little mini project, you know, to see where, where I can take some Nelson music, you know, have some fun. With that's that. great, man. That that's, that's what I've been exploring, you know, for almost five years now, just like taking bands and <clears throat> trying to help them sort of you know, realize the, the vision. And, uh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta yeah, appreciate here. it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. T totally, man. I appreciate you guys letting me work with you. Um, <clears throat> Adam Albany, he's another guy. He's, he's a, he's always, always a great, he's from this area and he's, a, he's just a good, good songwriter, just cool tunes and cool voice plays a nylon string guitar. And, oh, uh, nice. yeah. So finally, I think I hit him up a couple of years ago. I'm like, dude, let's do something with, with your music. Like, you know, like I know you want to, get out there. Um, he just wasn't sure how to do it. So I just been sort of like, just kind of guiding him through it and producing his tracks. And, um, nice. he's, he's loving it, man. He's, he's, it's fun to see him build the catalog. And he's all, he works with a couple other producers as well, um, around and sort of just watching his catalog grow, you know, it's been, been fun. So yeah, that's cool. It's nice to help. Yeah. You ever um, going to start a record label? 
you know, what we have the Red Coast Records. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's just been, you know, it's it's tough to to run a label, and I always want to make sure that like that we can we can help, like we can actually offer something that you can't do yourself, you know. And just the way things are nowadays, it's like you know, independent. Um, you know, being able to release things through DistroKid or CD Baby, whatever, whatever you're using, you know, it's like, unless we can come through with like some big budget, you know, a decent yeah, size totally. budget, it just feels kind of, you know, I don't want to just take a band's money, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. I, I wish some labels had thought about that with us, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Law Records yeah. has been great, by the way. It's not, the, not those guys. Law Records has been great, great to us. Um, no, that- but, uh, there's been some others. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, just kind of like, just haven't been. I, I'm more into like the production s- stuff these days, and just sort of giving yeah. advice, you know. And I, I'm like too busy to manage anyone, you know. Like I feel like I could definitely take on like a couple of artists and manage them and like make that, you know, twenty percent or whatever, whatever it is, you know, fifteen percent. But yeah. uh, it, it's just I don't have the time to. I can't lock myself down like that. I got too much shit going on. I'd rather just like, you need some advice, just come to me (laughs) and I'll try to help you. Yeah, exactly. And do the fun stuff. Yeah. Music. (laughs) You do so many things, man. And you help out so many people in the community. Oh yeah, man. There's, there's, there's a lot. And I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's been cool to, the names been getting around people, people actually want to work with me. So, um, so we did, uh, 17 tracks with you guys. That was, I guess so. What a week that was. Yeah, yeah, man, you worked your ass off. <laughs> I didn't see the sun. I got to Brian's house and I didn't see the sun. I, <laughs> one time, one time, I, I went outside to check out the backyard. You showed me the, the smoker and all that. And yeah. I was like about four minutes. I was outside that whole week, and then the rest of it was like just locked in the studio, Shit, waiting yeah. for you knuckleheads to get there. But, uh, <laughs> but man, the food though, right? The food. Oh, dude, yeah. Brian is a, the master man of all that, dude. <laughs> And it's so cool, man. It was just like so, so cool to just have someone that's down. He loves to. He loves to cook for that many people. Every time we have practice, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna cook hamburgers or throw this on or cook fucking smoke something, yeah. smoke something," you know. And it's like, it's it's a it's a cool experience, you know. And it's like really brings up the vibes when you're recording. You feel like cool, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This is how else to put it, you know. But I mean, whenever you're doing long hours like that, you have to eat. It's crucial. And then um, having somebody there that owns the house cooking for you. I mean, it saves time too. Yeah, it saves time and it keeps everybody like from losing their shit. Oh, hey, nice, <clears throat> nice segue. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that one. Uh, yeah, that that was the one thing I noticed. Uh, I thought about it was like, man, we, we actually saved a lot of time because we were. We, it was. It was crunch time, you know, because I was only there for like five days or something. And I can't believe as much work as we got done, but we definitely saved hours because, you know, if we're going to break for lunch and dinner, that's at least two hours a piece right there going out to get the stuff, come back, or if we're going to go out somewhere and have it, you know, just it's, it's easily two hours and that's twice you get, you get a day. set out of the vibe too. Like you're just in a different place. You're like, yeah. start getting that vacation vibe or something. You're like, Oh, look at this. Let's do this. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's nice to get, it's nice to get a break. You want to step away from it, but it was just the fact that we saved so much time from, you know, by Brian cooking for us, uh, amazing food. Um, 
in keeping the drinks flowing and stuff that, that we didn't have to go anywhere. And, you know, it, you, you know, we saved, you know, two, four times, five, we saved 20 hours that week. You Dude, know, that's crazy. Just to from, think about that. just from <clears throat> not having to, to go out anywhere. So thank you, Brian. Yeah. 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 That's huge. Have you guys, have you guys talked to him about like, uh, I think you guys really get some bands in there to, Oh yeah. You know, start funding yeah. your own shit. Yeah, yeah. we've been uh, kind of dialing it in ourselves, you know, just a little bit, just trying to get used to it, you know. And uh, I'm a, I was actually going to bring my uncle in, um, but then we found those records, and so we were like, shit, we we'll just focus on that for a while. But uh, <clears throat> I've been talking to another band out, Phil Larma, um, out in Houston. Um, I'm talking talk to him about doing some stuff. I was Phil's I good. Even, yeah, I haven't even talked to you about it, but I did want to uh, ask you, like, let's. Yeah. Take on a little project and yeah. just uh, fuck around. You know, well, not fuck around. Let's make some cool shit for him, for him. You know, give him some good tracks and then make him pay Howie. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, or, you know, somebody will do it for. I mean, I, I don't want to produce it. I just want to track. I just want to get good at tracking and keep practicing on other people and getting better and better. And at produce it. it, but then send it off to mix. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe produce it. Yeah, have good give advice. You know, like you were doing. And I mean, that's what producing is. People get a misconstrued you know view on what producing really is it, i did for a long time I yeah it's a whole blanket of things that occur you know yeah it's, true. It's, a, it's a lot of a lot of like catching to me it's like i say it a lot but it's like it's about the details you know it's like making sure that you know things are <clears throat> consistent and uh the the band's getting what they want like the sound like because i remember back in the day like you know, not knowing anything about this stuff, our first couple of records and, you know, how to even like uh, Pro Tools was like, it was like looking at, you know, a different language, you know? So like, um, <laughs> yeah. Spaceship. So back then I didn't know how to explain like how to do anything, you know, like how, how to get the sound that I wanted. Um, so that's been great. Like doing it myself, like being able to achieve what I want, what I want in, you know, what's in my head without having to like explain it to someone that like may have no clue, like what I'm talking about. You know, I've had, I've had engineers in the past that like have never really worked with dub reggae or anything. And like, you know, I love throwing in the, the delay throws and, um, you know, dubby crazy weird trail, trail delay, big, uh, reverb smash snare. That, yeah. That, that stuff. stuff that's, it's really hard to, to, man. We, yeah. we worked with a guy, um, David Zajcek and uh, he, he actually passed away. RIP, David Zajcek. But he's he's an old school dude, and he was like, "How was he uh, recording?" He, he was just like uh, just blown away by the the production techniques and stuff, and he had no idea um, as far as all the dubby stuff goes. He, dude, yeah, it was kind of like he he recorded uh, some of Ted Nugent back in the day, and like some you know some rock stuff and we come in there and we're like yeah we like have like rock guitar but like wow we just didn't it was really hard to explain and then we took all the tracks and exported them some crazy way like he had to bounce all the tracks down um onto cds to give to us and so each track was like on a different cd is a oh my god very early digital we progressed a lot we started (laughs) at the very bottom Like with with uh, how scattered our shit was, at least we sent it all to Miles Brown from Seventy Seven Jefferson, and then he put it all together. He mixed it, yeah, he mixed it, and put the W effects and gave us what we wanted, you know. So it was 
yeah, the, it was a crazy uh, experience. <laughs> I, I've, I've been going through my house. Um, we're, we're trying to get rid of, we have like too much stuff, you know, for just like 20, 25 years of stuff from both of us that we've had since we were teenagers, you know, and <clears throat> just trying to get rid of things. And I found like a whole stack of CDs, you know, many stacks of, of CDRs, like burnt CDRs um, with like, you know, whatever rough on it, like whatever tracks we were working on at that time, rough. And it just, and then updated mix, you know, mix three or whatever. And it's like on a CD and like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and like back in the day, like I remember like when we were recording a uh, do it for the money, actually, this is uh, 2004, 2005 <clears throat> and burning CDs and having to run to the car or the van or whatever, listen and go, ah, no, that's got to come up, go back, tweak the mix, burn another CD and take it back out. Like, you're just like, Burning through CDs, oh man, what a weird, wasteful process, you know? Like, I, yeah, we did the same thing. Now you get it on the phone, you Bluetooth it to the car, and you can just put the mix on your phone. But yeah, we were blowing through CDs. Dropbox, well. yeah, yeah. That's man, we're we're blessed now as as musicians because you got to have the car test. There's nothing like the car test. The car test is huge. Um, I've been using the uh, like these guys right here, the Slate VSX. Um, dude, these are incredible, man. Like I was, uh, I had heard about like waves was doing some like, uh, technology where, you know, you can, it like, you put the headphones on and it like puts you in the space, like in the room and <laughs> virtual mix space. Yeah. And I kind of didn't believe it. I'm like, how is that even possible? You know, because you know, like the headphone, everybody's headphones are different and you know, different models and different frequency responses and stuff. Like how, how, how can you get like the real sound of like being in the room? <clears throat> and, uh, and actually I thought it was at the time, I didn't even think about it. Once I was thinking about speakers, I'm like, well, my room isn't even how, how you know? So, uh, with the VSX, um, it's like you put them on and like, you're like, you hear like the room, you hear like things reverberating off of stuff. It's super weird. You hear like, you know, it's one of the things we had to get, you have to get used to it. But once you start moving around, you can, uh, you start, you can like be in the, in the car or he's got, um, a couple of nice studios like NRG and Archon. He's got, uh, he, he modeled his SUV. He modeled like a boom box, um, an audio file room, a couple different pairs of headphones, AirPods are on there. So I always go between the AirPods, the boom box and like the, uh, like the car and then the Archon studio. Those are like my four that I go to. Yeah. And it's wild. Like now that I'm used to it, I really don't have to go to the car anymore. Like I, I just sit and do it right here. Wow. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> I'm playing my song in everyone's car. Every time I get in <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I want to hear this, uh, this on these speakers. <laughs> totally, man. Totally. <laughs> it's exciting, man. It's, uh, and you guys got a lot of music coming up. So like, <clears throat> are, are you guys stoked about, you know, the year ahead, like, you know, getting new music out there and, uh, what do you, how are you guys feeling about the new tracks and is it something, is it different or, um, or you just kind of maybe just going bigger with the sound you kind of already have? Like, what, what do you guys think? I, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm very happy with everything. We got a lot coming out. We're going to have plenty of material releasing on the regular. So everybody, um, be on the lookout for that because it's going to be a regular thing you know and then um i think as far as the sound goes i think 
it is a, an advance in the sound and uh it is our core sound that we've had since the beginning but um yeah um higher production levels and um you know different um songwriting and arrangements and um yeah experimenting with different genres and stuff yeah it's, it's cool to be able to use some of my demos that i've made and i've got to the point where it's actually you know album worthy you know it's like we can use the bass line or the key part or the little guitar part i wrote at home or stuff like that and we're actually i think there's like what two maybe three songs one song we you want to use the drums for which is like crazy to me i'm like oh wow well, okay but it's i mean you've always said it since the beginning so i <clears throat> and uh but these other two songs what is it meadows of love and um losing your shit like we're using like pretty much my whole demo at home and then with new drums and then you're mixing it and producing it and putting all, you know, those reverbs and delays and chopping it up and switching it. But it's, it's cool to actually be able to use that shit, you know, and that's fun for me. And it's really, you know, it, it makes it, uh, it makes my little home studio mean more to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh shit, yeah, this is man. real stuff in here, man. This is like, whew. A lot of those core elements that are there from the beginning um, that are hard to recreate whenever you play it live, you know, or something that is just kind of there from the original demo. Um, it's true, though. You're right. Like, sometimes you get that sound and you, like, try to redo it, but it's faster. Or, you know, it's like, I just... But, can't find the patch or something. It's, or it's just something magic. you made and didn't save. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, true. It's, it's true, man. Uh, you know, if it sounds good why change it why do it again you're just wasting time you know if you feel like you can do it better go for it you know but like for me uh we did um jameson and ginger is the first track on girls and i recorded that on my ipad in garage band with my the the ear pod uh headphones with the mic on it oh nice um, i've done that before <laughs> i did that yeah the whole track was produced in garage band and um I did the vocals and I, we were riding, I was actually, we were riding in the van, like we were on the road somewhere and I did it in a moving van, road noise and all, and just put like that, that telephone <laughs> effect. It's very easy to put on it in a garage band. Yeah. It sounds dope. And it's basically the same. It's nearly final, you know, on, on the record. We just had Donald play drums to it, like live drums. And I played, I think I, yeah, I definitely replayed the, the chunky guitars, but that was it. Like it was just you know note for note and nice. it was just those tracks i just export them and, and we use them you know and well, which, I, what song I mean, was that uh jameson and ginger um it's on the girls record oh jameson okay i'm gonna go back and listen to that yeah <laughs> um, we just had donald play drums yeah. I, I i redid the the chunky guitars and then and then we left the vocals the way they were i just thought it sounded too cool i was like there's no point in redoing this yeah, yeah you know and uh yeah so that it definitely says a lot about where we are uh technology and just sort of, you know, how, True. how accessible it is and, and inexpensive, you know, relatively, it's still an expensive thing to be in, involved in. But, uh, you know, I was, I mean, you can do it in DIY, you know, I was That's looking at, part. I think it's like DIY. a thousand bucks, DIY. a track, <laughs> like a thousand bucks a channel for like an SSL, <laughs> uh, a console, like 64 tracks is $64,000. I, I think I saw like something ridiculous, you know, like, and the fact that you just yeah. get it right here, you know, in the box, as they say, it's great. Yeah. And it, it's good now, you know, 
it actually sounds good these days. I know on the in the early days, uh, people were skeptical because it didn't sound that good yet, and but it's actually come a long way. Yeah, every, they're they're modeling all kinds of analog gear nowadays, and it just you can't really can't tell the difference. Um, you know, and and I've never been like a, you know, I'm not like an audiophile. Um, so it's like, there may be subtle differences that these guys can hear, but I think most people can't tell the difference, you know? Yeah. And for workflow, I mean, that's, it's something I'm willing to give up, you know, that little bitty difference, you know, um, could save you hours of like plugging in the external compressor over a course of a year, you know, how many times are you going to go reach for that, um, external thing that you're going to have to reroute, you know, as opposed to having it all right there in the box. So, um, just like workflow things like that, I think are, are hugely important and have like really come a long way and the the um the software has gotten better and more user-friendly um just like across the board as far as the the daws and then the plugins and just pretty much everything's gotten better and better and easier to use and more accessible and so it's a great time to make music the kemper too the kemper is another thing like it's just been so rad to have that and just dial in a, a tone and just like, well, that sounds great. You know, <laughs> just go. Cause like, I remember yeah, having to cool. spend like an hour miking up a, a guitar amp, you know, to get the sound. And it's like, Oh, I don't know if I'm liking this, you know, we're, we're messing around and then we got to go mess with it again. It's like, just do it right there. It's save, you know, it's and recall it again if you need it. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on the, on the tech, man. Yeah, dude, it was awesome being able to uh, do the use the distortions that actually that Brandon had saved on the the camper that uh, Travis bought, and then I don't know, did you pull up? Uh, I guess you made the sounds for him, did you? Did you not? Um, I think I I don't know if I sent Brandon those patches or if he just bought the same patches I did or something because you know I definitely tweaked the ones I got from the John Feldman ones, but um, adding reverb and things like that. Um, but they just uh, sound so legit. Like my distortion actually sounds like super full. And I'm like, Oh yes, this is the sound I've been waiting for. Like I just try to recreate it, but like boss pedals and, you know, um, Fender deluxe amps and 57s, you know, just, it just sounds, yeah, it just (laughs) sounds better. Like to me, the distortions just sounds way more real on a Kemper than it does in like a boss distortion. Like distortion pedals are terrible in my opinion. But this thing just nails it. You know, it's like you never need anything else. So it's it's, it's great. I'm glad I have it. Glad you guys yeah. have it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'll, I want to get one for my house for over here. We got one over at Brian's house, but uh, it's like, man. No, we need I, to. I, I think I want one over here. For sure. Yeah. That that stage, you can get the rack mount. Um, it's 2400 I think. But uh, you can get the, the stage, which is like 1700 And it's like, it's the same thing. It's just in a pedal version and things awesome, you know, nice. Try to find a used one or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah totally. I want to bring oh. it on the road, dude. That's why I, I can't wait to Travis gets it down and you know, enough where he has all his patches saved and you know, but it's so hard to get him away from his pedals. You know, he, loves, he likes his, his signal flow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he loves, yeah. I mean, that's his shit, you know? Like, yeah. You can't, you know, you're not going to change somebody if they love the pedals. I know Brandon, I think I mean, he bought it himself. You know? Yeah. He, he went, <laughs> He went from, he went to the Kemper and then he went back to something. Uh, maybe No, I think he's using the stage, but he's still using his pedal board, you know? So 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't replace his his tone. It'd just be like open up more doors for other tones. Yeah, he was He'd probably still it. use was... like the boost pedal and the wall, and then put that into the going into. The yeah, game. and then use the Kemper as the amp. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I was like, man, I kind I just could never see him put you know take away this pedal. <laughs> no, you don't have to though. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool even to take these new songs. You know, like um, we we. Right now, like going out to Florida and, and doing these things around Texas, um, it's cool. we haven't even toured with our last album, the Head Change album that you produced. You know, like it's crazy to put out a full album, you know, and then like not tour on it. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of fans that are all around that haven't seen us in our hometown do a little acoustic shows or an occasional show here and there. That you know, that are you know waiting to hear these songs. That's so true. It's, yeah, that's <clears throat> true. It's pretty cool for me. I'm excited about it, you know, to go out and, you know, for three days in Florida and four days out here or whatever. Yeah, just a little short, short run. And then freaking uh, get to play Johnny Rotten every night. Because last time we uh, we did Come and Token every single night and we would video it. And then we would, I've always wanted to take all the the. Uh, the footage and put it together like some, you know, promo thing or something. I don't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it, but I was like, man, if we just keep shooting the same song every night, I bet you we could do like a cool music video and have some really cool shots. Oh, you and should never, totally do that. Yeah. And we never, we never, I did. I shot, I we, shot them we all. We shot whatever. it all, but we never uh, put them together. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to do that for Johnny Rotten. You gotta find you someone know? to do it. No yeah. better time than now, guys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Johnny Rotten's going to be one like a big song <clears throat> for you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, dude. And then So So Long is next. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, losing Your Shit. That's losing be, Your Shit, yeah. That's going to be yeah. a banger. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, I'm James from Trop said he's... Uh, I think he's already done his part. So, nice. Um, yeah, I just need to send him over some Venmo money and then get that part over to you and then do some shit. Nice, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to uh, to finish that one up. Um <clears throat> Where where is that all on the release schedule? I think a third, third yeah, single, probably, yeah. probably, hopefully March. So 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 long, and then uh, losing your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have two kind of um, just in time for spring. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we we we're starting off with the Johnny Rotten, which is more punky rock, and then so so long is another kind of punkier one, and then we'll switch it up um, with the losing your shit, and that'll be completely different direction. So yeah, and then I, I think I. We wanted to record uh, Smoking Herbs and put it out on 420 for April, but if we don't, I think I want to do Better uh, better Than Me and release that in April because my son's going to be born in April. So I'm like, it's no better time to, re- to than to release a song about my son when he's born on the same month. You know? that's, that's a good song too, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. That's a, <clears throat> yeah, the hook is super catchy. Yeah, and it's it's fun what you could do with two chords and... You know, some days, some days you play an A and you're just like, Ugh, fucking another A, and then you play it and you're like, oh, I can I hear like 20 songs off this one chord right here. Dude, it's all in your mood, you know. There was a, a long time where like I had so many songs in A, like we got yeah. a ton of songs in A from like the, the old days. Just For real, he always gets on to me. He was like, "Get oh, out of here!" Another dude. A one. Like, like well, I sing good in A. What? And, and <laughs> even if we have a bunch of songs in A, let's space them out between the set and not play the same chords like three or four songs yeah. in a row. We and we <laughs> we, we, definitely we haven't by, because stay conscious about it. Yeah, you have to <laughs> stay aware of like the songs that you're playing and like uh, be selective with a good set list. You know, that's true. That's 
That's fun. I'm, I'm trying to write one for the acoustic show uh, tomorrow for the Johnny Rotten release thing. Um, and I'm just like, oh, man, what, what do we want to play? Like, I haven't written a set list in a while. Like, uh, like do we want to play all the best songs at the end or, or start with a hit, you know, the banger? But I'm like, oh, yeah, people are, like, coming to see us specifically. So you kind of want to start with some songs that are familiar and then, then maybe play some newer ones in the middle and then save all the ones that are, they want to hear to the end, you know, to keep them around. I don't know. That's what I think Bander's doing to me, at least. (laughs) You guys kind of touched on it a few minutes ago, but um, having a slew of new songs uh, during a pandemic, it's it's different now because um, when you actually when you actually go back on the road to play, people are gonna people are gonna have a year, year and a half, you know, six months, whatever it is, of like listening to these songs, these new songs. Yeah. That you haven't played New live. Songs. And you're gonna go and they're gonna know all the words. Because it's it's tough to like be excited about a new record and like go pl- go wanna play the the songs from the record, but you can only do like two because it's like people want to hear new songs, but then they want to hear all the old shit, the stuff they can sing along to. Yeah, yeah. You don't if you do too them, many of the new songs, there. it really takes the energy out because they're like it's like they're into it, but they they're not like they're listening, they're kind of like taking it in. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, playing walk away for the 2000th time, you know, it's like everybody going ape shit, but like, and it's like, you want to play new songs, but you still got to serve the crowd. So like, this is actually going to be great for a lot of bands that are putting out music right now because fans are going to already have those songs like memorized and in their hearts, you know? So it's like, it's going to make set list pretty, pretty fire, you know? Yeah, you can play all fresh shit and still yeah. have everybody singing along. Exactly. That, that's great, man. Yeah, I, mean, I we, thought we, about that. We did experience a little bit of that with when we um, sang All My Fault. And we played a show after, um, you know, after a while of this stuff. And we uh, played a show and, and we stopped singing it at the very end. And the whole crowd was singing this, the words. And we we're like, wow, this is really like our first time playing this song. And everyone is singing it. Like that was cool and i remember james like really like really felt that shit that was a cool moment i mean it's his song and he's like i think i've had it happen before on like bubble trouble or something like that but for him to see that on his song too he's just like oh man i need more of that (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good feeling man i think you guys are gonna uh, get more of that you know with this new stuff totally thank you man what have you guys been up to and what have we been up to man well, I was a band. Um, Whatever, Ronnie, you got a baby coming. Yeah. What about you, Carver? I've been doing podcasts. Nice. <laughs> I've been trying to be on the podcast a week, just to like. I thought, you know what? I'll do that and promote whatever we're doing. You know, when we have a new song every month, might as well do a podcast and hang out and smoke weed and jam acoustic. You know, most 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 podcasts I like to play a song or two. You know, and it's it's fun. That's been that's been a cool experience, and I got my little setup, studio setup, and have my light where I flip it over and it looks all good and stuff. Yeah, that's I've been awesome. building this desk behind me because I got this new synthesizer, and I'm like, man, I don't have anywhere to put it. So I, my friend down the road has a, a wood shop, so I've been working in there with him. He helped yeah, me build this thing. You're Honestly, building bought a lot that's of great. vinyls. Yeah, I've been buying a lot of records. <laughs> that's a lot. Nice, dude. Man. You had like what, like. 20 before like no a couple I, months ago. I had a, I had a good amount <laughs> yeah. yeah hidden yeah they just look like yeah. books i guess i mean this guy likes to read a lot <laughs> that's cool man yeah uh the baby's coming in april yeah in april three months man i was like 
That's, so we're kind of getting fast. nesting and stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, dude. She like cleaning that. the shit out of the house. Yeah, and I mean, we added on to the backyard and um, just bought a glider and about to set up the crib and all this stuff. We we're gonna set it up this weekend before our parents come in for the baby shower. So oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's getting realer and realer. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked, really. I mean, I I started thinking about it though, like, man, I guess I really need to get a lot of shit done right now because <laughs> like because uh in three months i'm gonna have like undivided attention non-stop and then i'm like when i go to make music or whatever i'm gonna be kind of burnt at that point you know I'm, it's I'm assuming. tough it's tough to you know um have the the family and the music you know it's uh because you got to be dedicated to both at all times you know and uh it's hard to yeah, like you said, like you, you get burnt out, like you got a song in your head and it's like you want to go track it out. I'm, I'm glad that you have like a little space set up, though. Like I didn't have a I used to have to set up in the closet. Um, and this is back when I didn't know anything about that. I was always couldn't figure out why I couldn't hear myself. Like, why isn't the mic working? Like, why is this so loud or why is it not loud enough? Like, you know, just and how do I get it to how do I record myself? And it would take me an hour yeah. every time to figure it out again. And then by the time I'm all set up, it's like this, you know, I got to stop or it's time to go to work or whatever. And it was so frustrating. Um, so it's nice <laughs> to have a, a place to, to go to right away, just flip it on, just start tracking or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough when, when you got little babies. Um, I'm just going to like, you know, like chill with them and feed them until he goes to sleep and then go sneak off into the studio you know, and then I'm hearing the in my headphones. Like, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna you be on my. Like, yeah, that's like, my baby monitor. I'm just gonna put a microphone on a fucking XLR, string it into the next room. <laughs> You'll be on like two hours sleep, accumulative, not all at once. You're not gonna sleep for two <laughs> oh, hours straight. It's gonna be, oh my god, it's just like tour, man. <clears throat> yeah, dude, it's. I'm used to it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a wild time, but um, so worth it. You know, you as. You'll come to find it's it's so fun, man. It's the best. Yeah, yeah that's man. right. You got, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to have a little homie that freaking likes me. He's gonna be cool, man. <laughs> be nice to have somebody that likes me finally. Finally, dude. <laughs> Jesus, someone nice, thinks man. I'm cool. Yeah. So, uh, what what's going on with the um the rehear the I'm sorry the uh, release thing tomorrow night? Um. Yeah, we're doing like a acoustic performance, and um, then. We have our homies trip tonight opening up and then our buddy uh Logan on one oh six point five, the shark out there in Corpus Christi. Um, he actually played the the radio edit uh, that you made. So he he played that yesterday. Awesome. And uh yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like he's like, Hey, if you have a radio edit and I was like, actually do <laughs> <laughs> very it's important nice. to get the radio edit. Yeah, yeah, a lot of producers don't give radio edits unless you, you know, specifically ask and it's nice to like have that shit just on hand. You know, you never know. And yeah, yeah, That'd it's going to be, be cool. I'm, I'm stoked because, uh, kind of the idea is to go down there, play acoustic, don't play full band and, uh, you know, promote the song and then kind of promote the next, uh, time we're down there in, in February with, uh, Peter Dante from all the Adam Sandler movies and stuff. And then our buddy reggae Lou. And so we're doing a little, little mini tour with the, with them. And so I'm going to go down there and like, you know, put some flyers up and tell some people, have some tickets and, you know, try to get two birds stoned at once. You know. <laughs> <laughs> As they say. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Well, that's fun, man. I'm, I'm excited for you guys to uh, start rolling the tunes out. It'd be nice to see uh, the fans react. And um, like I said, I think you got a good handful of, of jams that are, are going to be, you know, big ones for the band and, and hopefully, you know, elevate, elevate you yeah. guys. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm stoked to get like a little workflow again, actually, you know, because since uh, we were, since we tracked, you know, we've been practicing going back to just life again, you know, we're like, okay, I got the, you know, Johnny Rotten, you know, little parts done. And then we have to do one little part for so, so long. And I might want to mess around with some vocals for losing your shit. But then after that, then we have to go back into like, all right, we need to start writing again. Cause some of these songs are just drums, bass and rhythm and scratch lead and shit like that. You know? Yeah. So, I know. I got a lot of parts to write. Yeah. You have a lot of, you have a lot of shit to do. dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I mean, that's the thing is like, you don't realize like you're there during everyone track everyone's part including yourself yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just, yeah. Uh, I, I try to be there with you man as much yeah. as i possibly can you yeah know? it's good it's, it's good to track everybody and kind of get to see that way whenever i go to place my parts um it's not something i pre-thought of that's kind of eat up the whole mix you know it's kind of i listen to what everybody else is doing and then kind of make decisions i'm like okay I see what you're doing there. I'll play something complimentary instead of um, stacking the same chords, you know, play, yeah. even if it is the same chords, a different voicing of it. Yeah. Complimentary is a good word. Mm-hmm. Good word to use for it. Um, yeah. Like everybody should be complimenting each other, you know, and, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, you get, everybody has to know, like, it's all about serving the song, you know, it's like, just don't, you know, nobody try to be, Mr. Rockstar and like have my shit up front and it's just like, doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the song and it just exactly. makes it, makes it worse, you know? So just make it, make it good by like serving it the right way. Um, play when you're supposed to and get in, get out, you know, do, do those, do something rad, you know, but do it and then get out, let, let the next guy up, you know, and let the song, I, I've, I've had to tell drummers in the past and, um, you know, like, I'm like, Hey man, keep it, keep it solid because it's like, you know, don't, don't wait for your moment because, you know, you got to give, just provide a nice groove for the singer to, totally. to glide over, you know, it's like that one Philip just pops. And yeah. Just like yeah. And then just bad. wait, wait for that moment when it's like time to get nasty for a second. And, you know, let, you know, you don't always have to like show off or show what you can do. You know, it's like a good drummer knows that and will stay in the pocket until it's time, you know, which so, is hard to do. To, it, as well yeah it's, it, it, it's hard to do it sometimes sometimes you want to uh you want to go off a little bit and that's fine you know uh, i've actually had drummers do do things like it's like okay play like this like three times for me and then like on the fourth one just go crazy do whatever you want you know like and then yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll find something good and i can i can drop it in you know something to pull from yeah, yeah exactly totally. you know uh but I mean, Travis Barker's kind of made a career of just, just wild beats, you know, just sort of like, here's the song, guys, track on top of this, you know, but um, it, it works for them, you know. Yeah, he has a good following. Not everybody's Travis Barker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, not not just drummers. I mean, just anybody, guitar players, singers, whatever. Like yeah, you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. Yeah, Dude, I've, been, I've been learning that on rhythm guitar. 
I've, I've learned. I mean, you start right. You start with the song. You wrote it on a guitar. You think it's all about the guitar, and then when you do the whole band, you realize this, this guitar is the least important thing that I'm hearing right now in this mix. I've actually don't want to even hear the rhythm that much. And if it's something cool that you're doing and you're playing it the whole song, then it takes away from it being a cool moment. You know, if it's something cool, then just do it, and then that's like you know, it's like oh, that was cool. You know, but if you do it the whole time, it kind of just like you don't even hear it. Yeah, they can replay the song. Yeah, it's create create dynamic wherever possible. Um, so and that and that's you can do that. You can do that even as, even a song like I've had many times where uh, even one of my songs or an artist I'm working with where it's the same thing over and over again, right? So it's like okay, there's got to be some kind of dynamic here, you know. But it's as simple as like dropping the bass out, bringing it back in, shaker, you know, dropping lift. the drums out, throwing a shaker in, you know, for the choruses or, or halfway through the verse or like doing some uh, guitar melody melody thing or, 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 or something on the keys, you know. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing in a lot of reggae, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 <clears throat> there's a few formulas that I, that I go by <clears throat> that I've sort of come to feel that work best. And then a lot of times you just feel, you can just feel it. You know, you just feel like something needs to happen here. Um, or this is, you know, this is going on too long or something, or we should chop this or whatever. You know, I feel like you did good on, uh, come and toke it. You, you did pretty good at like, you would add in the hi-hat on one side and then like it would come on the second half of the verse and then the shaker would come in or something like that. And I always notice when we play live, I kind of picture that happening and it doesn't, you know, cause it's hard to really do that. We don't have an auxiliary percussionist, but right. Shaker man, shaker man. <laughs> the, the live show and the and the record are two different things, you know. It's yeah, like, you know, I don't think like it needs to be. Everything on the track doesn't necessarily need to be represented at the live show, um, but there's definitely sometimes like a song like mixtape, for example, for, from my band is like when we when we miss the layers, like if if like the click's not working or something, Don's got to turn it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something happens at the track, like because sometimes the SPDSX man like Roland needs to get their shit together. Cause like this thing like fails a lot. Um, and every now and then I'll hear like another click starts and it, and it all sounds like a big mess. So he does, he quickly shuts it off. And then that means that all the layers, like all the tracks in the back background are like going to be gone. I'm like, damn it. And yeah. So every time the chorus hits, it just, it just sounds so basic and boring. And it's like, fuck, man. So like <laughs> you do, you, you want to, you know, some songs need it. Some songs, you know, like the songs that have the horns, like we don't have horn section yet. I'm working towards that, but there's some of the horns. So I have them in the tracks, you know, nobody, nobody cares. Everybody just sings along. But if something happens and we got to take them out, there's no horns. It's like, ah, <laughs> it sucks, dude. Horns like make a track, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Luckily we have Bobby now. Yeah, we have a good horn player. It, it's crazy that uh, no one's really uh, come and kind of no Roland has like the whole market with the drum pad there's not a whole lot of competitors that have come and um you know pushed them and they haven't really put out a new one in like 10 years so it's like, like the, same, the same the same spdsx you know and same then the um, problems there's a, it is yeah, cool though for drummers to like to come in and then they know that their pads there they just plug in their their yeah stuff. it's cool it's a great <laughs> tool and everything rad. it's just like yeah. uh just the user interface feels very dated and uh it, there's yeah. just so many features it's like oh man you can't do that and there's things you're like what it doesn't do that you know and it's like nobody else has stepped up and made anything else like i know I, Yamaha had something, but 
I don't know. There's no other like big competitor, which is kind of odd. Yeah. It needs to be like a touch screen, you know, like, right. Just, like at the, the display, like, I don't know. And, and like the software, yeah, some drummer hits it. <laughs> yeah. And the new software, uh, I'm sorry, the, the software for it doesn't work with the new OSs. So like if you have Catalina or, you know, or oh, yeah. a, anything, anything, if it's, I think Mojave, it works, but Catalina and to, to now like Big Sur, it doesn't, it doesn't work. I, I, we had to buy third party software. To I actually, did the same thing just cause the software was so shitty anyway, the yeah, third party shitty. one works better and it's like 25 bucks. I'm like, man, this is going to save me a lot of time just because it, it, the, the first party software is ancient, you know, it's ancient and it's like terrible. the, the new one, like the third party, like you can, you can convert your files right there. You can like set volumes and like things like that. Like it's all, it's very powerful. Um, so I was just like, dude, just buy it, man. Like we, we need to, I did know, the same, yeah. time. it's worth it. Whatever, it, whoever it is that makes it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, well dudes, well, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, so you got the, you got the, yeah, uh, the big release party tomorrow night for, for, uh, for Johnny rotten. And, um, and then yep. I guess next month we're doing uh, so so long. Yeah, so nice, so long. The the punk. Uh, I think we put out one another punk song, kind of like a punkish. L.A. is kind of punkish. punkish. Yeah, but this one is pretty. It has a pretty good punk feel to it. Yeah, punk for us. Little. Yeah, I like it. You know, and it's I mean, good. It's good to have you uh, track it and mix it and everything because you like stepped in and did the producer stuff of just like not even like changing the parts, but be like, uh, hey, strum it like this, you know, and just those little things really helped come through. And uh, and I was even I remember asking you specifically, like, hey, what are some punk techniques that uh, we can get from you, you know, because you're the guy, you know. <laughs> Again, with the layering. Again, with the that was yeah. I remember that was one of them. Is that the one? Did we add? Um... I think I called it the Terminator or something like that. Yes, like, yes, <laughs> nice. I remember nice. that the the Terminator track is just uh, for like one moment of the song, just to kind of give it a little just extra lift energy, it, lift it a little bit more, a little little just like I try to go for those like super harsh tone that you, that real dark and just like meaty and just like something you you know wouldn't necessarily have like at the forefront, but just kind of takes it under under the layer and like boosts it up, you know? Yeah, oh, tuck yeah. it under. Sounds super fat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it sounded pretty good. I, I got to get back to that one and uh, finish it up. But yeah, well, I'm, I'm stoked for you guys, man. I, I'm glad um, glad to have all the tunes coming out this year. And uh, like I said, I feel like you guys are definitely going to level up. Just keep doing what you're doing and stay stay engaged with the, with the, the fans. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be good but by the time he gets back on like real tours, you know, when things are opened up again. Yeah. It's really going to level you guys up. Yeah, I think that's... I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the support and uh, the conversations. Yeah, totally, man. dude. Totally. Oh, of course, man. Definitely, man. Well, uh, it's always a good time. Yeah. Th- thanks, guys, so much for being on the show. And uh, everybody, thank you out there for tuning in. This is uh, Tales from the Green Room, episode number 134. Uh, peace out. Much All love, right. y'all. Peace. Later. <laughs>